This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. You know what it says on the side of this motor breath? What? The Skunk Feather motor. Listen to this. Instructions. Ignite in a manner that provides you the most enjoyment possible. <laughs> How fun is that? Where it's like, Skunk Enjoy. Feather's like, yeah, hey, <laughs> I invite you to make yourself happy. Do whatever it, makes you happy. It's what the world needs right now. It's what they tout and that's how I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Skunk feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retentions of terpenes and flavor. All like, the good stuff stays in the good in the good stuff. Yeah, like in uh Motor Breath, it's uh limonene is one of the top ones, which is that delicious citrusy terpene, and yeah. then there's also caryophylline, which is that kind of peppery flavor. Ooh. So, it makes your palate really dance. Lemon pepper. Yeah, oh, exactly. Get out of town. Who doesn't love lemon pepper? I, I don't know. Yeah. All my friends do. I ask them. <laughs> Their 2020 lineup of products pays homage to their home county of Santa Cruz, California. Go banana slugs. With, yeah, names like Pleasure Point, Cement Ship, Boardwalk, and those banana slugs. I really like a place, a company like Skunk Feather, where they are proud of where they're from, and then they incorporate that pride into their products. That's what I that's what I'm about. Yeah, NorCal Pride. It's awesome. And they're artfully creating some of the finest crumbled sugar shatters and distilled oils in the world. Can I also say it's hand trimmed? Yeah. It's a which is huge. It's a big deal. It is. It really is. It's like only the finest care is taken of this like super beautiful product. So go to skunkfeather.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram at skunk underscore feather. Do it. Skunk Feather, providing you the most enjoyment possible. Check this out. Oozelife.com. We are so excited to tell you about Ooze. Oozelife.com. With innovative and colorful designs, Ooze is the loud, fun, in-your-face brand you've been waiting for. Have you seen their glass kettles? Wait, we should talk about what it is before I get into I just did a deep dive and I want to buy everything on Ooze. Well, Oozelife.com is a one-stop shop for all of your accessories. Vape pens, pipes, grinders, e-nails, rolling trays, and so much more. It's like my dream Etsy store. Oh, wow. It It's just cool stuff. I, there's some, Oh, man. Christmas is coming. Great gift ideas. Look at this kettle. Look at this glass-blown Ooze kettle. Oh, my God. That is so cool. And all the different colors. What? That's amazing. And did you know that Ooze batteries have a lifetime warranty? Really? And there's free shipping on orders over $50. Well, that's going to be easy to get to. And their prices are affordable, so you can save your green for more of the green. Did you write that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You can check out all of Ooze's best-selling innovative products like the glass kettle. I love it. Or the Slim Twist vape pen, the Drought Dry Herb Vaporizer, the Slugger Dab and Dugout. You know what I saw? I saw a mug, mm-hmm. like a coffee mug. Yeah. But for wake and bake, it's porcelain and it has a bowl attached yeah. to it. So you can literally wake and bake with your coffee and cannabis. That's so fucking great. What so a- you like take a sip of your coffee and then you like smoke out of the handle. Yeah. That's so fucking rad. No, you smoke out of the mug. Yeah, I Ooh. know. It's oh, crazy. Why are we fighting? It's okay. I'm not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Ooze is always inventing and reinventing cool stuff. You're going to love all the wild colors and fun designs. Follow them on Instagram at OozeLife and head over to OozeLife.com and use the code WEEDGRUB for 15% off your first order. Look at the bundles they have for like Halloween and it's October. The colors. You just- can get a bundle of just fun 
Oh, man. Yeah, it's so great. Drip and ooze bundle for 50 bucks. Oozelife.com. Head over and use the code WEEDGRUB for 15% off your order. I just did my taxes two days before they're super due. You're going to spend it all at oozelife.com. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. can do it Weed can do it i like that mm-hmm. is he done yelling the cat yeah bobo is he gonna stop doing that while we record if he's sleeping then he's good for a minute because that's the only time he's quiet is when he's he's yelling a lot he's yowling i think is the term i like that yowling because mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like it's like yow it's crazy and it's will like, you commit to one uh I gotta get off my fork. Oh! <laughs> it's like 3 a.m., full on old cat. Like, wh- where am I? What's happening? He woke up. He's confused. He doesn't know. He was like yelling at himself in the mirror, like a, you know, like there's a sundowning thing that happens with Alzheimer's. My patients. grandma has or had dementia. And as soon as the sun started to set, things took a really heavy turn yeah cognitively it's just really i think disorienting when the sun goes down uh, a friend of mine was a caregiver for his um grandfather who had alzheimer's and he had to make sure he was home at that time because stuff would just go wild like he would you know mirrors were a problem um he had to be really careful in the kitchen with like the stove and like sharp objects it was just really intense yeah yeah so bobo is like experiencing some cat level of that where he is just very confused and howling yowling Mm -hmm. um so finally i just gave him i had this uh cbd oil called calm that bark and i'm giving him it's the measure is for dogs but then they the same company also has something called calm that purr and it's just in smaller doses yeah i had this for archie moose so i just gave bobo a little tiny bit of it oh good and um it does help him sleep great yeah i feel like under different circumstances than an old cat with dementia that's like Ritalin for your pets. Like, sit down, shut up, quit being an, quit being a dog. Just chill out. Chill out. Yeah, stop barking. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the fireworks. There's nothing wrong with those fireworks. They're just, yeah, nobody's trying to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it's helping him. It seems to be. Cool. I have definitely... CBDems to be. CBDems to be. I have definitely in the past few days noticed that he seems to be at least when he's going to sleep he's sort of like having a more restful experience that's great he did sleep through the night like the other night which was a first since we got back from port townsend um i was like wow my uh, amazing friends who were taking care of him while i was away are fucking angels because this cat is like full-on like <laughs> several times in the night like yeah. and you're like whoa hello good morning you're okay do you think when he's from new york right Bobo was the, yes, the murderous lord of Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think when he moved here, like if he went back to Brooklyn, the other cats would think he lost his accent? Oh. Dude. I've always wondered, yeah, like animal accents. That's so funny. That's so funny that you, yeah. 
I think they're definitely like animals speak different languages all around the world. For sure. Totally. For sure. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you're all West Coast now. <laughs> <laughs> With your yowls. You're all like West Hollywood now. Yeah. 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 Like a Brooklyn yowl is very different than a West Hollywood yowl. Yeah. Oh, I think he's still got the Brooklyn yowl, though. He always will. Oh, tried and true. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do Brooklyn. How do you do a Brooklyn? Oh, hey. I can't. Yeah, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> nice. Yes. No, I didn't commit. That's I, what, I, I, I bailed. I pulled the parachute before I left the plane on I'm, that one. I'm not against it. I'll back you on that. Yeah. Let me try it. How okay. do, you, do? Can you do a Brooklyn accent so I can hear it? Not gonna try. Not no. I'm, I refuse to commit to that one. I could do. I'm Brooklyn. Oh, okay, great. Yo. <laughs> you hear that, Bobo? Yeah. Is he speaking your language? He comes skittering around the corner yeah, like, like, Frank! Oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? I've you in a while. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyone who wants to check that CBD uh, line of products out for their pets, uh, it's not an ad. I just am actually using it on my cat. They're at bloomingculture.com. And they have Calm That Bark, Calm That Purr, Calm That Roar, a whole bunch of them. Um, roar? Who's, who's that for? Tiger I guess King? If have, I guess if you have a lion... <laughs> Uh, uh, can can yeah. you imagine giving a lion a CBD dropper? Calm like that roar. For pre-circus tricks? You know what the greatest thing about <laughs> lions is that when you see them with like a box, for instance, yeah, they're just really huge cats. Like you know how cats get into boxes? Yeah. I saw a lion get into a box once. It was like just at the zoo. They put a refrigerator box out. He just got right in it. Oh, that's cute. Yep. Just got in the box. He also threw up, which was crazy. If you've never seen a lion throw up, it's truly something to witness. You've talked about it on here because it's yeah. the same moves as a little cat. Yep. It's just it's that just it's a lion. A- 1500 pounds yeah yakking up a gazelle carcass fucking crazy yeah that oh man i can't imagine giving cbd to your lion um i can if i had a lion i would definitely be giving him a lot of cbd (laughs) (laughs) all the time i'd be administering that like please stay calm that seems uh, cbd shouldn't be well i mean yeah what's calm that roar you've got me curious okay i've got to look uh calm that roar is for pets oh it's for bigger pets so it's for pets that are 50 pounds or more. They have a roar. So the Calm That Purr is for little pets, and then Calm That Bark is for like medium-sized pets, and then Calm That Roar is for big dogs. Got it. And cats, if you have a cat over 50 pounds, Yeah, obviously. or a bear. Uh-huh. Or a or badger. maybe a llama. I feel like that is a misconception because uh, I bet you would need more CBD for a wolverine, even though it's medium-sized, right. than you would for a large dog. You would a Wolverine would require more CBD to calm the fuck down. Yeah, sure. They should do Scoville units for CBD. That's what they should really do. Well, they do as milligrams. Right, but I I need like pictures where you know if something's super spicy, it's like it's it's like magma. Like uh-huh. there needs to be Scoville. What am I saying? Mary I Jane? have no idea. Oh boy, <laughs> you start smoking weed and things get weird. Welcome to Weed and Grow, like, everybody. Welcome to, oh yeah. <laughs> welcome to Weed and Grow, everyone. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, um, boy. Here we it's are. good. It's good. This is a podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> About cannabis, uh, comedy, cooking, culture, calling things out, CBD for pets. CBD for pets. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea of. Um, like a, a Wolverine amount size CBD should be a unit of measurement, is what I'm Have saying. Have you ever seen a Wolverine? Not in person. We've never met. Wow. Okay. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> Have you? I mean, the Wolverine, they're amazing. I've I've only seen them in zoos. They're very hard to see in the wild. There's also a relative of the Wolverine called a Fisher, 
which is another, they're all members of the sort of like badger weasel branch of the mammal family. No, mammal class. I'm starting to wish after the intro I didn't bring it back up. Yeah, okay, let's not go there. How about we move the fuck on? Thank you for that. I'm going to be giving a lesson on like genus and phylum and animal kingdom and uh, the class because I don't know. I can't uh, answer any of those questions. Fishers are amazing though. Cool. Yeah, they're like big angry weasels. Don't fuck with them. Word. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with a weasel. Don't fuck with a weasel. Can we talk a little bit about animal accents though? Yeah, I'd like to. Or just, I think accents, well, you made me think of it because there's this fucking amazing animated um, thing happening called Larva that is, I'm not sure where it's made, but it is made in Asia. I'm not sure where. Maybe it's Korean, but it's just farting larva and it plays no matter where you play it it plays in any fucking language because it's these just tiny little bugs who live in a sewer who have farts and that's it and there's compilations that are like an hour and a half long of these like fart related incidents with these creatures is this a video game called no. larva no it's a fucking ear. is it an animal called a larva i think i've showed it to you haven't i no um, it's... i've never heard of this this Here is we go. crazy okay. this is um Oh, we've got to like get through this uh, ad of someone trying to sell us insurance here. Okay, here we go. Larva. Return of the Vampire. Oh, this is, so the reason I'm showing this to you is because, oh. So see? it's animated. Yep. He's snoring. These are the main creatures. A mosquito is... Drinking his blood. Drinking a larva's blood. Now he's dead. Okay. This is bad podcast content. Uh oh, he's a zombie. Anyway, I'm only playing it because there's. It's all. That's it. Like there are no. It's not voiced at all. Oh. It's just sounds, and most of what they do is fart. Really? Yes. I'm sorry that that was such a bad introduction to larva. Everyone should just look up larva. Like, do. A bong rip and watch Larva. Please do yourself a favor. You will fucking like. I laughed. It so looks hard really that funny. I cried. It's it's for children. It's for small children. Uh-huh. Let there be no mistake. <laughs> Great. Sign me up. I need that part of my brain to stay alive before it gets. Yeah. It, like that part of your brain is just as important as all the other parts of your brain. It yeah. needs to stay alive. You like like lighting up all your pleasure centers by getting stoned and laughing at farts mm-hmm. is great. If the, only the entire world could do it, you know, once a day. Yeah. Like meditate, you know, drink a lot of water, all that. And also like, yeah, put on some fart jokes and laugh for five minutes. I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. I'm already high. I would watch Larva farts. Yeah. I remember this the first great. time I ever saw it, I was living in a house with um, a bunch of friends during a cannabis cup for like a month and they would put that on every night and we would smoke a joint and just laugh. That's it. It was this, fantastic. This sounds great. Especially, I think the theme of today's episode is going to end up being culture. Ah. Because we're talking about like the CBD pet culture. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how this is a cultural phenomenon. You just gave me that yogurt that um, made my tongue tickle. I, I, it, like it had sea monkeys in it. Ooh, a living culture. <laughs> living culture. Yes. Yeah. What is that yogurt? Nice tie-in. Very nice. That was the uh, Coco Yo living coconut yogurt that I bought. I don't know why. I'm trying to be healthy right now. I was at Whole Foods. I saw it was in a glass jar, sexy, sexy glass jar in the, um, you know, that big, sexy. The aisle that says 
uh, expensive. That's like it's, it's also got like Malibu milk, which is spelled with a Y and it's blue. And the girl holding the fucking thing is like she looks expensive. Like er- everything in that aisle is. Yeah. You know they've got like the crazy wellness shots with like charcoal and you know golden tea that's made with turmeric and like Himalayan lichens and like it's just <laughs> everything in there is fucking crazy. It's so funny. Before we get into this culture, this yogurt culture. <laughs> Like watching Gremlins uh-huh. growing up where he would go to this like ancient Chinese man with one opaque eye who has spices you don't know and venoms that seem dangerous. Uh-huh. And now that's just like Whole in Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Especially if like you're even like moderately stoned like I was and you wander in and you're just like everything here looks like it'll just make me a better person. There's like you know, some creamer that's like, you know, six ninety nine for a fucking eight ounce thing of creamer that I bought that was, you know, like high in MCT oil, all this stuff. Like I just right. ended up dropping a whole bunch of money on stuff that I thought was just going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And one of them was this Cocoyo living yogurt that's packed with probiotics. I had it this morning for the first time. I woke up, had uh, this with a, a banana and then I, I put it in my mouth and I was like, holy fuck. And I read the label. There's a hundred billion probiotics. That's crazy. Per serving. That's Oh, per serving? Per half a cup. You're eating like nine universes. I put 100 put, billion yeah. probiotics into my body wow. first thing today. And I wow. felt great about it. I felt great about that insane expensive yogurt that um, I don't even know if I'll ever buy again. But, you know, do it once. You, if, if somebody said, do you want to put over a billion probiotics into you a couple of times? I mean, of course I do. Every day. Do I also want to drink a golden latte from Erwan every single day? Absolutely. Can I afford it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She lives on probiotics. This shit's and crazy. Turmeric. Yeah. She lives above a creation. She just subsists on their like Malibu milk. <laughs> Must be nice. Like, honestly, it would be lovely if I could, but no. I'm so fascinated by probiotics. If anyone out there knows a lot, I don't want to read, but I want someone to tell me stuff. Right. That was well, my they... favorite part of school was when the teacher just told you so you didn't have to read it. Yes. School. Crazy thing that I just read on someone's Facebook page. The, one of the few times I ventured on there, they were like, you know what? School as we know it, like everyone's freaking out. The kids aren't getting the proper schooling right now. There was a Twitter thread where someone was like, I'm an educator. I have a PhD as a you know primary education or whatever it is. He's like, the school as we know it is 100 years old. This is yeah. all a fucking giant experiment. We actually don't know how people learn best. Testing is a fucking sham. All of the things that they are trying to get you to do in school by like breaking you down to like pay attention are wrong for yeah. the most part. They don't work. It was fascinating. All my friends who have kids were like, thank you for posting this. We're all just doing our best at home with our kids. And like, it's actually kind of great to just like send them out in the backyard to dig for worms. And that like, that's learning. That's as much school as fucking, Absolutely. you know, learning your weird times tape. Well, that isn't kind of important, but you know, certain things that they do really try to teach you in school, which are not useful. Anyway, I'm fat. sorry to get I love off that. on that, but it was so interesting Yeah. on the probiotic tip. Yeah. The coolest thing I've learned about it is just that like regulating your gut flora and health Mm -hmm. is one of the first things that you can do to really get healthy and like, you know, be in shape from the inside out, which I just never even thought of growing up. These are things that you're blowing my mind with right now. Like if you have an unhealthy digestive system, the rest of you can really never be healthy. Like you can build muscles and you can, you know, sort of like try and like shed all of the 
bits that you deem, you know, shedable, but you're never really going to be healthy unless your insides are healthy. And these probiotics tickle your flora and make them grow kind of like a, yeah. like a rainforest inside you? Yeah, like you? the inside of me right now looks like Avatar. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> little probiotics zipping around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that like little, but you know, um, bioluminescent um, things floating around in yeah. there. Yeah. And, I, and we're, inside. we are... Um, slightly larger roar size probiotics yep. for some other Milky Way species. Oh yeah, we're in someone's gut right now. Yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in God's gut. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> love this podcast. God's gut. <laughs> I just like because I was going on my night walk the other night, smoking yeah. a little. And I just couldn't get over the fact that we have like, I like, I'm walking around with like acid inside my middle. Yeah. And it's such a trip. You mean bile? Yeah. Like it's such a trip to have a human body and you're just walking around with acid inside you. Yeah. That's so crazy. It is crazy. Why were you thinking about your bile? Um, for, because we're both like trying to exercise, eat right, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, two wipe poops, the whole thing. And so I was just thinking a lot about my insides because mm-hmm. I'm so focused on trying to be healthy right now. And um, and yeah, and I was like, man, there's fucking acid inside me. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the old two white poop. Oh, that's a good that's a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what they should put on the side of that yogurt. Guaranteed two white poops. <laughs> Coco, yo. Two white poops. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't buy that? Who wouldn't buy that? There are a lot that of allows people who for, would buy that. That allows for more time focusing on the game or YouTube you're watching. Sure. That allows more time for you to like do all the things that you're doing while on the toilet without using the toilet. I think uh-huh. it's a selling point for any kind of whole food situation. I mean, I tell you what. There's like, a two white poop aisle in the works, I would reckon to argue. There was in the health food stores of the of the days gone by of like the 70s and 80s. There were totally aisles dedicated to two white poop products. Yeah. Like there was a health food store that I used to go to in Montreal when I was a nanny for uh, a family who were entirely macrobiotic and they only ate like this it was a very specific diet like the kids snacked on seaweed it was really actually very cool for me coming from newfoundland and i was like 16 and i moved to montreal and i became a nanny for this family that totally opened my eyes and blew my mind with their diet and i had to go to the health food store and it was like totally like burlap and everyone was wearing Birkenstocks and they had like hemp bracelets and beads in their hair and a yeah. lot of white people with dreadlocks. Not okay. Man, what is this? But that was, you know, it was 1992 or whatever the fuck it was. So yeah, anyway. But there was definitely that aisle that was dedicated to uh, pooping. To two white poops. Two white poops. Yeah. For sure. God's Right gut. next to the, yeah, Tassahara bread Bible or whatever the fuck. Can I ask you a very serious question? Yes. If we are in God's gut, yes, and we are probiotics that mm-hmm. f- expel from God, mm-hmm. how many wipes are how many wipes worth are you as a? Well, are you saying I'm God's poop? I thought I was just a probiotic. Oh, don't they come out? Yeah, but there's like they're microscopic. They're not like full on. Oh, sure. You know. I see what you're saying. Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we're not much. We're just little stardust. Yeah, just little, you know, <laughs> All right. microscopic particles floating around in there. Okay. Part of the universe. Good point. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Why? How many how many wipes do you want to be when someone poops you out? Well, I'm glad you poked holes in it right away. Mm-hmm. Because as I was asking it, I also realized there's no way that God wipes. Right. So He scooches. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I should have said she. Damn it. She's just like dragging She's across scooches. the rug. Yeah, you know, we've all seen it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, man. That's really funny. What else is happening? Um, well, we can keep going on the culture tip. Okay. If we want to talk about our news this week. Yes, actually. That's a fantastic story. Speaking also about like connected things and um, cultures of uh, mycelium. Dave Chappelle evidently has been giving his guests at his uh, comedy shows in Ohio mushroom tea after the show. Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the story... Sorry, I just put an almond in my mouth and I was trying to talk around it. That was weird. Um, Basically, the story that was reported on Marijuana Moment was that the sheriff of the town that they're doing these shows in, in Ohio, um, Yellow Springs, is called, it's Yellow Springs, Ohio, is just like, yeah, I don't think... I think he's just joking about it. I don't think he's really giving his right. guests a bunch of weed and mushrooms. Way to his, give yourself a free pass, sir. Yeah, well played. His, like Chris Rock went on the record on Ellen's uh, show the other day, and then Tiffany Haddish also was quoted when she um, spoke to Fallon about like tripping on some mushroom tea, and the sheriff is just like, "No, nah, I think they're all joking. I'm pretty sure it's not a big deal." And you're like, you're fucking awesome. Like you just don't want to have to go and try and police those parties, which yeah. is exactly right. You shouldn't. It is exactly right. Mm-hmm. To each their own personal choice. Heck yes. Also, that sounds like a wonderful time to like do a comedy show and then hang out with all of your friends and smoke some weed and drink mushroom tea. Yeah. Doesn't that sound healthy and fantastic? I don't even need to go to Dave Chappelle's. I just want to do that with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like that summer camp. Yeah. Celebratory. Wonderful. You'll laugh really hard. You'll like process a bunch of stuff. Maybe there'll be some hugs. Yeah. The hot tub feels great. What a cool dude. Yeah. Fucking Chappelle, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and do you, well, well, I wonder if the sheriff is selling them to him and that's why he's like come on they're just oh, playing do you think maybe it's from the uh he's the, the evidence locker yeah man can you imagine the sheriff plug yes. for all of ohio i Wouldn't can see that, that that would be the way to go yeah, yeah. that'd be it that's it damn yep well we're also just joking when we say that uh-huh but if it's true it's fucking awesome it's uh yeah marijuana moment uh there's a whole story there's video even of chris rock talking to ellen because everything's on zoom now I'm feeling deep because I'm stoned. Okay. Do you think that m- mushrooms can make you... Do you think drugs make you more talented? No, definitely not. No? No. I've been I thinking about that a lot, too. Disagree with that 100%. I think that's, like, the biggest problem, especially in, like, the the weed game, mm. is you see, um, like, everybody smokes however much they smoke, but I don't think it's a one-to-one creativity... Like, I think you're talented, right? Yeah, I don't think you would ever hear an artist who's super talented being like, I couldn't do it without the weed. Right. That's, you know, not ever. No. So what, why are you, like, what, who are you thinking of? Well, what do you mean? I don't know. I just think, like, I think about how Dave Chappelle is the greatest comedian of all time mm-hmm. and what he must be like when he's on mushrooms and full of love and bright and just cracking everyone up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's so funny. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being around him on mushrooms because of the enhanced... But maybe he has hilarity. A, he may I, have. I have a I have a feeling that maybe when he's on mushrooms, he finally doesn't feel the need to do that, and he can just chill. You know what I mean? Like there's Ooh. you don't feel the need to perform, um, or maybe he like the expectations that are in people around him relax when right. he gives them mushroom tea, and he can finally just say to the everyone like, let's all just be here together and whoever is funny in the moment that's fucking awesome you know what is also funny is that rock 
looks like a fucking dog fucking another dog. Like that's actually where the comedy is when you're on mushrooms. It's just as much in the world around you as it is in anything that someone is saying. And in fact, I found much more humor in, you know, looking at something and seeing it a different way than someone trying to like tell a joke with like a structural beginning, middle and end. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. so I I don't know. I would posit that like part of it is him taking the pressure off of being you know, a performer or funny in any way. And I would totally say that, like, I mean, especially on here, any of the artists that we've spoken to who use weed or mushrooms or any other kind of, um, you know, psychedelic or plant medicine or anything, they often will say they just don't ever use it to perform or, you know, do anything other than maybe, like, break a block or to write or to unwind. But it's not, it doesn't even necessarily affect their art. Sometimes it's just like a... Uh, you know, something that they use as a sort of an adjacent thing, you know? You're pretty smart, Mary Jane. Oh, thanks. You're pretty <laughs> fucking smart. I, I've never been able to perform uh, with any enhancement or um, any kind of drug or alcohol in my system at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it. I, the few times that I've gotten really high and I've tried to, like, be on as a performer, it's it's just so difficult. I mean, I've I've had to do it and I, yeah i have not enjoyed it i feel that yeah hmm. Hmm. anyway all right all right well it's a good news story the oh. sheriff doesn't care that dave Chappelle has mushroom tea and gives it to all of his guests mm-hmm. fucking that's how it should be across the land mm-hmm. take a page from the midwest y'all mm-hmm. very nice yellow springs ohio i want to go there yeah i want to go to his summer camp it sounds fantastic that would be amazing everyone just looks so chill and happy in these pictures of like post-show like the mushroom tea is just kicking in and they're all hanging out on this set of stairs. What's your Wonderful. ideal number of people in a group to be around? Right now? No. <laughs> but yes. What's it's your number? You and me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes just me. Yeah, sometimes just most most of the time right now it's just me with my dog. Um, and you every once in a while. My ideal number of people, um, a dozen. You you your sweet spot for a get together is twelve? Yeah, I would say twelve or thirteen. Baker's dozen. I love the 13. A bake. A last supper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to do a thing called Lady Palace in um, New York when I was living in Manhattan. We had a huge backyard and um, I would just have a night where all of my girlfriends would come over and um, we would smoke joints and just like hang out and like get together puppy pile in the hammock and um, why am I too close to the microphone? You're too far away. Oh. Oh. Is this better? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. And that was always 12 or 13 of us. And it always just happened to be that number. And it always felt right. Nice. Yeah, 12, 13. Well, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine is eight. Okay. I think eight. And I think it should be five and three. What the fuck does that mean? I think it should be five. Like five and then three who don't come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my sweet spot is inviting eight and a little more than half show up. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's really funny. Such a misanthrope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my ideal number. And then of those five, three stay for the first 10 minutes and then got a split. Yep. And then the last one, we just play video games in silence for about two hours. Wow. Yeah. And eat all the snacks. Okay. That's my dream. Yeah. Yeah. How different we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I just don't like. What do you do around people? You know what I mean. Even the people you know. What do you do? It's so hard to know what you're supposed to do. Kick it and talk. I. That's where I need the mushrooms and the culture and things like that, so that I 
I'm a, I'm allowed to be outside of my own brain to do that. Mm. We used to, do, there was one thing that we used to do that I think you would have loved. And when I lived in that place with the backyard in New York, we had movie nights and like 50 people would come over and there was always the faction that would like stand in the back corner and just smoke weed and talk all the time. And then there were the people who were like, I don't want to talk. I just want to hang out and watch this movie, but also still feel social. And it was in a backyard. So everyone could just be high and like lie on lounge chairs. And that was sort of like a perfect event. I like that. Those movie nights were pretty fucking great. That sounds fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Like it can't be healthy when in every situation I'm asking myself, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> what do I do with my hands? What do I do now? And what do I do here? And what are, and now they're listening. So I'm going to nod my head mm-hmm. in a way that allows them to know that I'm paying attention to what they have to say. Uh-huh. Then I will decide when it is time to say something, but I won't just say something off the cuff. It'll be the right thing to say. That's not healthy at all. Wow. Yeah. I used to just hang in the kitchen and make snacks and <laughs> hand them out the takeout window. You're so fucking smart. It makes me upset sometimes. It was great. That's so good. That's an awesome thing to do. It's just like, yeah, hang out in the kitchen, make snacks, and just keep everyone sort of like fed and, and watered and full of, you know, whatever it is that they desire. Yeah. It's a great way to sort of, yeah, navigate a party when you're feeling anxious, you know? To be the host. To host, yeah, that's fantastic. the best. That is the best party. Keeps you busy. You don't. I don't go to parties, mm-hmm. but boy, I would host one. That's you the would point. host the fuck out of a party. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. You're so right. No wonder Dave Chappelle's throwing summer camps. Yeah. You're Jesus the, Christ, he's totally, the host. It's like, if I don't feel like talking, I'm going to walk around and do shit. If I'm I feel super like fucking it, busy. Yeah. yeah, I don't have time to stop and talk to you. So glad you came. How do any parties happen? I feel like all anyone wants to do is exactly that. You fucking did it. I watched you do it every time we, you did Glazed. It was like, you know, hundreds of people would show up and you were the best host. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just mean like, I, how do parties ever happen? Like if I feel like oh. everybody is like scrambling to be the host. Uh, like, nobody's ever scrambling to be the host here in LA. It's so weird. When I oh. moved here, I was like, where does anyone go to get together? And then I was like, oh, they don't. I mean, I moved here almost four years ago now. And the first year I was like, where's the party at? And right. then finally I realized it doesn't exist in LA. Right. People just stay home mm-hmm. or they go out and they meet out like you know in in sort of like echo park or you may be at a bar or a restaurant or whatever but house parties in la are like i've only been to a few that's really interesting yeah maybe i'm just like missing the scene or whatever but no there's a bunch of different levels and scenes here but mm-hmm. i think they're all the same mm-hmm. it's just the level of people that you're around i do have friends who have pool parties and that's always really nice but what a nightmare for me what yeah. a fucking nightmare I, I can't think of a worse party than a pool party don't yeah. ever invite me to a pool party can i go on record right now and say yes. oh word you're having a pool party uh-huh. i will not be there <laughs> I will never go to a pool party. It's hard because if you don't want to take off your clothes and get in the pool, then you're just like relegated to kind of watching everyone else be in the pool. And that's not great. I just said that I think my first thought when someone's talking to me is what am I supposed to do right now? Uh There's no way I'm going to enjoy the expectations of a pool party when the expectation is to be okay with your shirt off while you eat Doritos and drink and talk to people. Again, my greatest function at any pool party is to make sure that everyone else's drink is full all the time and that everyone has what they need. Like that's just... That's like a destination wedding. Those are the two types of events that I will never get on board with. A pool party and a destination wedding. Destination weddings can be tough. Wait, I want to talk more about pool party because how can we solve it? Because I've, if I'm wearing a robe 
then I'm that guy in a robe and it's funny. Like, yeah. You don't want to do that. Okay. If I'm wearing swim trunks and a t-shirt, it's fine, yeah. but I'm not going to take my shoes off because I don't want people looking at my feet. Yeah. That's fucking weird. <laughs> so then I'm just a dude wearing like day clothes Yeah, you could just wear pool. like jeans and sneakers and a shirt and just be normal. Swim in my jeans. And, I like that. Or just like not get in the pool and hang out over by the grill or something. No, because then other people are naked and I don't know where I'm supposed to look with that. So get naked then. I know. Go with the flow, man. Dude. Take your clothes off and get in the fucking pool and be naked. I will not go to pool parties because there are there needs to be a written amount of rules oh. and expectations for the party so that I know what to do once I'm there because there's going to be like... There's going to be like bikinis and speedos, which is like, now I'm making too much eye contact. Yeah. The old banana hammock does draw the eye. How do you hang out when there's like... It's hard not to look at someone's junk when it's in a speedo, I got to say. Like, I've I've definitely looked at everybody's junk when it's presented in that very shiny, tight casing. You have to look. It's crazy. You have to look. You got to look. What else are you going to do? Yeah. It's like... I can't not. Like, I have to. It's true. It's like it's a little crazy. kid pushing their face against the glass on the subway train. Yeah. You got to look at that face pushed up you against the glass. You have to. It's, yeah, the, oh, man. I, you're just reminding me of my friend who always used to do the pressed ham. Do you know what a pressed ham is? Uh, no. It's when you press your bare ass up against, like, a restaurant window. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> my friend Jim. Oh, man. It was such a disgusting, gross thing to do. I thought it was the fucking funniest thing I'd ever seen. In New York, he would just like run up to expensive restaurants and press his ass against the window while That's shocked hilarious. diners would like Boom. be like mid-fork full of fettuccine. Like, oh. And I was like, I like this guy. That's fucking awesome. It was irreverent and wonderful. Band pool parties, I think, is what we're saying. I don't know. I'm, you know, I think the thing for me is, especially in L.A., I wish that there were a pool party that I could go to where I could just feel totally comfortable and cozy being, you know, in whatever state of dress or undress that I felt like. Like, I've never been to a pool party where I felt like I could just sort of, like, leap into the pool and not worry about what I look like because this is such a body-conscious city and there are so many beautiful bodies. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone has a good time at a pool party. It's very nerve-wracking, but I, I, I do aspire to get to the place where I'm like, you know what, fuck it. And if you're judging me for my body, then fuck you. And here I am. And this is what I'm doing. Like I've gone to the spa with friends Mm -hmm. where you just walk around naked and like get in, get in steam rooms and then go in ice cold baths and showers. And I've done that. Yeah. I don't mind that because the expectations and the rules are we are, we are all You're not looking at each other. Yeah. There's no checking out. Right. Exactly. This isn't a social setting, except the only rule should be don't fucking talk to me. Like, I'm not here to make small talk with you while you're here from the for the car convention. Oh, anyway. like someone you don't know talking to you? Yeah, like Ooh. like we're just like sitting there with our balls resting on the <laughs> sauna <laughs> seat. And he's like, yeah, what are you in town for? And I'm like, oh, dude, no. no. This is like a fucking bad Coen Brothers movie where you're about to get murdered by somebody who oh, kicks yeah. the door in. What was that movie? Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. That's so it. Good. Fucking right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, like the expectations in a spa where all of us are naked, then I don't give a shit. But when there's like chaos amongst a pool mm-hmm. and everybody's in different types of clothes and it, like we need to ban them. We need to s- stop. Okay. Oh, especially because like I'll watch TikToks and people are like dancing around the pool or acting like chill around the pool. And it's so obvious that everyone is in their own head. Yeah. Like they're smiling and acting very chill with their shirts off, drinking beer, sitting on lawn chairs. And they are all 
like saying things so that their muscles flex like everybody's in their fucking head yeah so that's miserable well everyone needs to drink mushroom tea before every pool party and then everything would be fine also there are are no pool parties right now hopefully so i feel like we're talking but when they come back yeah everyone should drink some mushroom tea and get out of your head put your phone away no phones at pool parties lock that shit up in the yonder and there's dunking and people throwing each other in oh Okay. I don't know. That sounds The like... beach, I hate the beach. The ultimate pool party. Yeah. I hate the beach so wow. much. I've, yeah, I've never seen you at the beach. No. No. It's an absolute nightmare of, of land. Mm. Like, that's the only part of land that I, I'm against. Is the beach. Yeah. I, I'll get naked on a beach any day. Really? Yes. Mushrooms under a full moon on the beach and get into that tide and watch the bioluminescent fucking plankton swim around. Like, you're connected to everything in that moment. The, some of the, my best times were on Fire Island, naked with a bunch of friends on mushrooms in the water under a full moon. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. My friend, I've, I think I've told you this story where we were like all clothed and then I looked over at one of my friends and he was naked and I was like, oh my God, you're naked. And he just looked back at me and he goes, aren't we all? And I was like, now I am. And we just like, <laughs> you know, five minutes later, we were all just like frolicking under the moon in the surf. It was really beautiful. I, Yeah. I have a lot of fond memories of beach time. If I got naked at a pool party, mm-hmm. how would that be perceived? Do you think I would set up a... Aggressive. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're the only one. That's That's weird. Don't do that. I do like eating Doritos when my fingers are wrinkly, though. And the cheese oh. gets caught in the wet finger wrinkles, that you, the raisiny fingers. Doesn't there's it hurt? something. It no, 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 no. It, there's just something like nostalgic and childhood memory to me of like being at a water park or anything where your hands are all wrinkly and then you eat something from the concession stand so that is the only part of the pool party i would enjoy is like getting dorito dust on my wrinkly fingers weirdly specific and okay cool thanks for not judging (laughs) thanks for not judging see that's why i gotta say in my head what should i say before (laughs) i say it so i don't go on fucking dorito tangents get out of the pool anyone got any doritos (laughs) want to lick weird cheese dust off my wrinkly finger everyone's like wow that guy is fucking weird (laughs) that's why i think that's the other reason i'm averse to pools is because growing up i was too scared to dive i didn't understand the purpose of putting my head first as a like you know i I got to assume the Glazer clan going back from cave people mm-hmm. was a lot of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about this before we do the hunt. Yeah. That's... Let's let's just like think about it for, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that's a lot of. Right. The the Glazer history is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't dive headfirst into unknown bodies of water. Yeah. That is just great survival instinct right there. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So very, so that's the other reason is like I never mm. learned how to dive or anything like that. And I, I, because out of fear more than anything. I broke my neck diving. See? Okay. (laughs) I mean, broke my neck. I fractured. Oh, I should have said, oh no, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) See? Uh, Yeah, it was my, kind of my own fault. I couldn't execute the dive I was trying to do over and over and over again. And I ended up fracturing um, one of my cervical vertebrae when I was like 10 or 11 on the dive team. Not a big deal. I was fine. Okay. It sounds 
It sounds cool to say, though, right? Yeah. Like, I broke my neck diving. I was like, well, you were in a cervical collar for six weeks. You're Mm -hmm. fine. (laughs) And then they needed me to dive, and I was at the meet, and I stood up, and all of my (laughs) neck equipment started falling off me as I walked towards the board saying, I got this one, coach. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like that. No, I remember I had my mom, I think I've said this on here, my mom took me to see Fiddler on the Roof and um, had to hold my head, support my head the whole time so I could watch because we were in the front row and my neck hurt. Aww. How's Fiddler on the Roof? It was great. Cool. Have you ever seen a live production of it? No. It's so good. Yeah. Fucking great. Arts and Culture Center in St. John's and like the late 80s totally turned my fucking life around. I was like, whoa, that's what I want to do. I want to be on stage. I want to be doing that. That yeah. magic. Do you want to be in a scary movie? Fuck yes. My what would dream. Your... Really? Oh my God, yes. To I think run you'd be screaming great across a cornfield. Yeah. With someone behind me. Yeah. Fuck yes. And then you like catch your breath, look left, look right. Mm-hmm. And then you... And then they come out and then I come out with an axe and I chop them up. Oh, you want to be the fighter. You want to fight yes. for your life. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'm not the virgin who dies. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Come on, look at me. <laughs> I'm definitely the one who lives. <laughs> I'm probably actually the murderer the whole time. Oh, double twist. How about you? I'm the, I, I know my place. I'm the person who gets killed, mm-hmm. you think, mm-hmm. and then shows back up with a plan that lets the survivor girl and probably the hot survivor guy escape and then i really sacrifice myself and die the second time around like i'm the i'm the such uh, a martyr yeah i'm the comeback kid who then dies wow yeah jesus i think so well that's because of cabin in the woods also very specific and <laughs> you've got very specific hang-ups yeah or, or and fantasies i should say well what however you think it's gonna feel better to hear <laughs> wait what is cabin in the oh i know what you're talking you know what i'm about. talking about the, yes. the stoner dude who had like the collapsible bong and yes. cabin in, i love cabin in the woods so and good. the the stoner who like realizes that there's the wires and pulls them up and finds the camera and then you think they die and then they come back mm-hmm. i was like that is that is who i am in life that yeah. I, I i i do believe in character types in movies mm-hmm. because we do fall into them mm-hmm. and in life i am that dude and i'm very aware of it he's a good guy he's a good dude yeah he he dies but he dies nobly yeah um and he was just trying to like help yeah I've been thinking about, I just actually did a a top 10 list of best movies to watch, scary movies to watch when baked. And I was trying to sort of populate the list with some favorites of mine, but then some other ones that I just thought would be really great. And I wanted to talk to you about it because I know there are a bunch that I didn't get on there. And what what it's like, what's your best? My scary movies? Your scary movies to watch when you're high. Because they're very different. Like, I can't watch bodily weird shit when I'm stoned. I just don't Like Human Centipede or Serbian film or anything like that? Or like Old Boy? Yeah, just anything that could be remotely realistic violence. It needs to be supernatural. Hostile is not for you. Hell no. It needs to be, yeah, something that could never really happen for me when I'm stoned. Got it. Like, I can watch The Ruins when I'm super fucking baked, which is terrifying. It is. Or I can watch The Descent when I'm super fucking baked, or The Babadook. Yeah. Or The Conjuring. Right. But I can't watch Funny Games or Saw. I see. Or Hostile. We're very different. Yeah. We are. I know. Okay, so what do you want to do? Share each other's lists? Because I can come up with one off the top of my head I mean, at that, least. You kind of just heard most of my list. What's your list? Babadook? The Babadook, The Ruins, The Descent, uh, The Conjuring, It Follows. Uh, what else was on there? Um, 
there were a couple of newer ones. La Llorona, which is a new uh, flick that just came out this year. Yeah. What's the clapping one? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yeah. That movie I saw when I had just moved out. I was living on my own for the first time in New York City. I'd just moved into this like very cool little house, but it was like its own like there were no neighbors no shared walls so it felt very isolated and very creepy and i came home having seen that movie and i i think i slept with all the lights on for like three nights that's what's up yeah fuck that movie it's so scary yeah that thing on top of the fucking wardrobe i feel sick right now i just got all (gasps) look at your arms my fucking arm Ah, your arm is trying to run away it's too scary the goddamn that's what goosebumps are that's when your skin is trying to run away and save itself from the rest of the deal i feel like i'm gonna puke vera farmiga for the record one of the best actors on the fucking planet agreed she can do anything agreed amazing vera farmiga and tony collette did you add anything in there like scream because i feel like scream is one of the best movies ever made yeah but it's 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 you know b movie it's kind of that you know culty you didn't do the tongue-in-cheek the comedy slasher uh i did add a oh deathgasm was on made the list what is that oh it's a new zealand movie about a bunch of heavy metal stoners who conjure demons and then go through possession it's like a gore b flick very funny that sounds great deathgasm yeah and they also have those fabulous new zealand accents that are like one of the guys gets something thrown on him or you know he's squirted with a water gun he smells it and he goes that's piss. <laughs> that's great. It's piss. Um, yeah, that's my list. How about you? Um, I do think something like Scream would be on my list mm-hmm. because it is such a seminal film in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cabin in the Woods, certainly. Um, the f- How about Hereditary? I was going to say, yeah, thank you for reminding me. That was something as you were talking about Conjuring. I was uh. like, that's Hereditary for me. Sleeping... For three nights with the lights on, saging my place, looking under the bed, not trusting, looking under the bed again. Yeah. Yeah. Hereditary. Checking the fucking rafters when mm-hmm. I came back to this place and I was like, oh, I have rafters and like a weird attic crawl space. Terrifying. I saw in the middle of the day get out and it scared me so much that my walk home in the broad daylight from Arclight to my place was uncomfortable. Get out really, really scared me. Wow. I loved it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect, it's tight as a drum. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, but it also fucked emotionally fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and so. I was in, in calling, sort of combing through my favorite scary movies the last few years. I rewatched the trailer for Us and I was like, you know what? I need to see that movie again. Maybe a couple of times. Maybe get really fucking baked and watch that movie again. Yeah. Because as a follow-up to Get Out, it was just so fucking complicated. There are so many layers to it. And it's so scary and gory. But I don't think I really let myself relax into it at all because it was just, I was trying to figure out what the fuck was happening the whole time. Yeah. I want to see it again and just kind of enjoy the storytelling. It's such a good idea to separate yourself not only from Get Out and Jordan Peele and that cultural moment that was worldwide. He won the fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. To, to see us again now makes a lot of sense to have that distance in space. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the right movie to watch. Pandemic time. Mm. Yeah. I think another one for me is Texas Chainsaw. Oh. I think that is one of the most incredible movies incredible movies and then texas chainsaw 2 3 um the rob zombie texas chainsaw oh i'll get to rob zombie in a second but Mm -hmm. um yeah i think the texas chainsaw as a franchise is one of the best franchises um it it, i could rank it right up there with um star wars and the godfather and all of them for me hell yeah i would say the the dawn of the dead night of the living dead that whole fucking series for me 
Like I I, I uh, included Dawn of the Dead, which is the remake of the Night of the Living Dead. Okay. I get Sarah all the Dawn's confused, or I get all the dead's confused. It's the one that's in the mall. It's the most. Oh my gosh, it's one. fantastic! It's that's the so best. good. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. And it's so fucking. They good. nail consumerism and capitalism with with yeah. a, in a way that I'm like, well, they did it. They yep, did it. They did it. It's yeah, so fucking good. Um, and I think House of a Thousand Corpses Ooh. is probably one of my favorite films of all time. I, I would say I, I would say more it. than like like Demon Knight was the f- I'm just like naming every movie I can think about. <laughs> like <laughs> but like um but like the ones I've listed are movies I really love, but I think out of all of them, I think Rob Zombie is probably my favorite horror not only horror director, but House of a Thousand Corpses is probably wow. Probably better than Hereditary to me. Oh, I have not seen it. I I'm gonna have to check it out. I actually would love if anyone listening has any recommendations too. I mean, tis the season to fucking curl up and get baked and just watch some terrifying movies, which it has been proven. There was just a study that came out that people who watch scary movies are actually better prepared for crises like pandemics, like we're currently in, yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. Because scaring yourself in a controllable way will actually sort of like give you that healthy release, and also you'll feel sort of more. Um, prepared for whatever whatever is coming. I love that fascinating study that was actually titled like uh, fans of horror movies are better prepared to survive the COVID nineteen pandemic. I think something it was yeah awesome. Yeah, can you imagine if all you watched was Lifetime movies? Yeah, you you'd would... be fucked. <laughs> yeah, no... the Fault in Our Stars. You're like you're screwed, man. <laughs> the Notebook. Yeah, fuck that. Oh, what are you gonna hang from that Ferris wheel? That's uh, how you're gonna get out of this predicament. Jesus. You have no skills. Yeah, no. Watch zombie movies all the time. Yeah, everybody watched The Walking Dead all the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't bother with things like The Quiet Place or The Bird Box. That's not gonna help you. Yeah, but... or Final Destination because yeah. then you're just gonna freeze and not make any choices. Or The Grudge. Yeah, paranormal movies are not helpful, but zombie movies, hell yes, and vampire movies actually too. Mm. They, you know, they help you like check your Did you put Let the Right One In? On yes, I did. Good, because that is also, man, I did. it's hard to make a 10 list. Now that I'm it talking with hard, you about it, there's so it. many. Yeah, that one was made up because it's such a perfect vampire movie, especially because it's, you know, that friendship between two children, which just makes it all so fucking heartbreaking and sweet. And then you're like, actually, she's a terrible vampire and she's pressing him into service. It's fucking awful and scary. But it's told through such a beautiful, lovely lens that, I don't know, it's just brilliant. Yep. If you haven't seen it, Swedish movie. Don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't sleep on that. I don't know if it falls in the same category as what we're talking about, but I think, I, I don't know if you ever saw videos I used to make at my old Chicago apartment, and then behind <laughs> my TV was a poster um, for funny games, and it was like the only piece of art up in my room. Oh my god! And it wasn't the; it was the remake. It was the American shot for shot one with I think Ugh. Naomi Watts. I'm not sure, but Funny Games for me is another one up there that I I was like when I saw it, I, it was it was one of those movies that I immediately watched it again and was like, this is so sinister. And I think that's in my top list as well. Yeah, I if it's horror, I've only heard about it and i've only heard a little bit about it you would hate it and i i feel sick at the thought that it even got made right like that's how crazy i feel that that movie even exists or like human centipede that kind of stuff i'm just like the interesting thing about those movies because i saw human centipede and a serbian film which i've mentioned a couple times on here and i saw human centipede 2 and all of them Mm -hmm. i saw them in the theaters Mm. It was like an indie theater in Chicago called the Tivoli. And I was sitting 
happenstance, I was very, very high, and I was sitting next to <laughs> um, this director of comedy I have talked about here on many times as like someone I just deeply looked up to named Mick Napier, mm-hmm. who I just think is probably the best comedy director of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought of him as more of a friend than I'm sure we were, but he was amazing. And I was so high, and we happened to be sitting next to each other, him and his wife, um, at Human Centipede. And he started laughing during the movie, which got everybody else laughing, which made it feel as absurd as it was so that we were no longer just bearing witness to these heinous acts that we've never seen before, but instead realizing how out of bounds and insane this film is. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the whole theater was rolling with laughter in a deeply therapeutic, tension-breaking way. And he started it all, and it made it one of the most incredible movie-going experiences I've ever had. Yeah. One of the best movies I've ever seen is Human Centipede. That's fucking wild. Yeah. And, yeah, it takes, takes like, an incredible depth of understanding at its very core, like, what that filmmaker was going for to even get it, and then to go with it on that level it's that's very cool yeah yeah i think i think it's a really great movie i think it's a really great movie i will never watch it i don't fucking blame you i can't yeah i can't yeah but i'm very glad for anyone who got something out of it (laughs) hold this napkin over here and feel uncomfortable (laughs) oh my god that's so funny yeah i can't do it yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other movies for me that are... I know as soon as we stop recording, I'll think of a million blah, more. the scary movies. Uh, I think the Jason movies are okay. I think Nightmare on Elm Street is okay. Halloween is better than Ooh, those. Hellraiser. Hellraiser's fantastic. Fuck, yes. There's. I can't remember which one it was because there were a whole bunch of them, weren't there? Uh, yeah. Well, and then it got crazy because the older Hellraisers, or mm-hmm. the, the most newest ones, mm-hmm. were just like... S&M spectacles. Yeah. And so it kind of lost what it was as it went on. But I remember the original I saw when I was a kid. Like, I was probably 12 when I saw the very first one. And, uh, yeah, that that actually did open me up to thinking about things in a different way because up to that point, I was super into, like, Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales, and I lived very much, like, out in the sort of world of, you know, beautiful, everything was very lovely and, you know, sort of the natural world and that kind of stuff. And then seeing this like dark, fucked up, weird side of the human imagination gave me, um, like it, it shone a light into parts of my own psyche that I had never considered. And I know I just said Sean and the way that you guys say it is shown. Yeah. That's one of the words that I pronounce weird and I'm always fucking self-conscious about it. So. Yeah, but you were being really honest, so I don't want yeah. to like correct your dog like, how do you say like, it? I was like our, I'm Canadian it's like, Sean yeah like that was our dog accents yeah yeah <laughs> you know my word Canadian but anyway yeah yeah it illuminated something in, in me where I was like oh that's did you find I'm it sexual interested in how, was it hot no I was too young for it to be sexy yeah but I thought it the the um character who has like her throat flayed open mm-hmm. there was something about that that was so fetishistic and so fucked up and cool for me I, I'll just never forget seeing that for the first time and being like, whoa, that's really interesting. Like, yeah. that's artistically fucking stimulating for me. Fucking right. Yeah. I would be so fascinated because there's a alien doc that just came out. Mm. And I, I love documentaries about movies that are 
like so woven into the fabric of mm-hmm. our culture. A Hellraiser one would be fascinating to know not only where it came from, but the other cultures that it like Isn't it sparked Clive up. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow, because it is like that's I forgot all about her, and it's hot and it's weird. But yeah. I'm I was young too. Some fucked up S and M shit. Mm-hmm. Pinhead. Woo. <laughs> that weird bloody mattress. So fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are those are great examples. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't see saw. You won't see saw. Never. Yeah. I can't. Final destination. No, I'm no. not really interested in those. I got it. Movies, but. I did. I was really into. I loved The Ring and The Grudge and all those kind of like super scary. But I think they were based on movies that I should probably see because I've seen the American versions of everything, and I think the original Japanese versions are probably much more fucking terrifying. And I've never seen those. Yeah. So um, maybe I'll watch one of those tonight. Check them out. Ooh. They're really good. Okay. I, I don't w- know if I should be by myself though. <laughs> Archie. Yeah, you got no a good. dog with you. He's, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Like Japanese horror films are. I don't think it's fair to compare, actually, because they are so different. Like, yeah. the, the rhythm, everything about them is everything that the movies that are here are not. You were a fan of Audition, I bet, weren't you? I forced friends to watch it God with me. damn it. I was like, guys, we're going to watch this, too. And he's, they're like, you've seen this? I was like, so many times. Wait, hold on. Just stay with... And they're like, I'm going to go. I'm like, wait, <laughs> the first hour? Yeah, the first hour is kind of slow, and nothing makes sense. Oh. But, like, trust me. And then... If I could force them to sit there for the last 20 minutes, we're all silent with our mouths open and you can just feel the room, like you can feel the room sweating with with those last 20 minutes. I'm sweating and I've never even seen it. You're making a beard out of a napkin. (laughs) I just know that it's just unbearably upsetting. I can't. I can't. Nope. Mm. Can't do it. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're coming up on an hour. This might not have been the funniest episode, but it's been a real honest episode. Why would you say that? Because I'm self-conscious about not being funny. Sometimes I worry I'm not funny enough, which goes back to Chappelle and the idea of taking mushrooms. But you don't always need to be funny. Sometimes we just go down here to like kick it and have a good time and hopefully people enjoy tuning in and listening to like what movies we dig and they'll send us what movies they dig and the conversation goes on, you know? Yeah, it does. There was somebody who DM'd us recently with a suggestion oh i'm gonna forget was it go fuck yourself oh maybe that was it (laughs) i forgot hey guys you're not funny anymore (laughs) i mean i will say like there are some big podcasts that i love listening to and they've got these huge followings and you know i was just like kind of giving myself a moment to just realize that like some of the people that i admire the most who are huge in the podcast game have people leaving comments on their pages that are like fuck these bitches you know yeah and the thing is Unless you're making it because you're enjoying it, then there's just no point. And that's, you know, obviously why we do this and I do this with you. It's just because it's a great time. So if we're like making something that you feel self-conscious about that's not funny, but you still had a good conversation, then we're okay, right? We're, we're more we're than okay. We're very heartfelt today. That's okay. It's a good time to be heartfelt. Shit's fucked up in the world. Yeah. Why not just be friends and listen to each other and be, you know, good buds and buds in people's ears? There you go, Mary Jane. Yeah, we're just buds in your ears, hopefully. Buds in your ears, buds in your ears, buds in your ears. Speaking of buds, we have a bud who uh, gave us a review that we're going to drop. That's right. Michael Walker yeah. from The Tender Friends. Real quick before we wrap up. So our friend Stuart sent us a uh, delivery of two sodas to try. Iron Brew, which was amazing. Scottish soda. And Lilt. Yeah. And we shared some with our friend Michael Walker from The Tender Friends. To put into perspective Michael Walker's soda fandom, he belongs to multiple Reddits about soda mm-hmm. and does swaps with people all over the world. Like soda swaps. Mm-hmm. He's, he's of... 
the culture. He is a soda swapper. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew that we needed to get Michael Walker some lilt to try. <laughs> he tried it and then he sent a review in. Mm-hmm. So we got to drop it. Yeah. We'll drop a review. You want to drop it right here? Let's drop it right here and we'll be back in a second. So without uh, further ado, here's Michael Walker reviewing lilt. What if we didn't drop it right there? <laughs> soda reviews. Today we have Lilt, which is a brand of soft drink manufactured by the Coca-Cola Company, and it's sold in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Gibraltar, and the Seychelles only. I don't know if I said that right. I probably didn't. It was introduced in 1975. It looks like its only flavor right now is pineapple and grapefruit. However, it has had mango, mandarin and mango, and banana and peach. They also used to have Diet Lilt, which has been discontinued and renamed Lilt Zero. This can is pretty tropical looking. I really like the way it looks. The can says totally tropical taste on it. Oh boy, this is exciting. If anybody would know what totally tropical taste is, it's definitely Ireland and the UK. It's got a band around the top that says 65p, which means that this can costs 65 cents. Okay, let's crack it. It's pretty bitter, actually. It's a lot more bitter than I thought it would taste. I taste a lot more of the grapefruit than the pineapple. But then when I think about it, it actually tastes a lot more like fresh pineapple juice instead of fake pineapple flavor. Okay, now it's time for the ratings. Lilt, pineapple, and grapefruit gets up pretty good. Okay, thanks. Bye. And we're back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Michael. That was awesome. We should do more things like that. Yeah. I want to do more stuff. More fun, cool little audio reviews of things. Yeah. Little drop-ins. Little drops, hot drops. Hot drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little tinctures. Yeah, little hot pot drops. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I have not eaten enough today. I had some living yogurt. That probiotic shit has me feeling crazy. Okay. I, that's the only... Uh, we don't have to go back to it. Can I tell you what I'm going to do when we finish recording and yeah. I get into bed and turn on Law & Order? What? Which is my nightly fucking... We just had a whole discussion about how you're going to watch Old Boy oh, while I can't. eating grapes. I have to listen to my white noise, which is Law & Order. <laughs> After 13 years in New York, I just turn on SVU and I'm like, ah, it's like I'm home. The dulcet tones of Mariska Hardigay, the sirens... Sends me right off. And <laughs> I found this wonderful thing that's helping me sleep in addition to the fucking La Vida Verde tincture, which is so great. I have found these Trader Joe's cones that are tiny. They're called Hold the Cone. <laughs> and the serving is three. So if you just have one, you feel virtuous because you're still having an ice cream cone and you're only having one third of a serving. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than often I'll have all three. But like you last should. night I managed to just have one and that was fine. Anyway, they're tiny ice cream cones. What's more fun than that? That sounds so fun. It's so fun. I'll give you one to take home. They're amazing. I'd love a driving cone. Yeah, tiny little cone. You'll feel crazy. You'll feel like a clown. They're like, (laughs) it's amazing. I can't even, cannot rhapsodize enough about the tiny cones. Can we get into your eat process with it for a second? Yeah. Because I do think that people's, well, I think that people's like um, lollipop or ice cream cone process is pretty fascinating. I think it says a lot about you. Like if I was an FBI profiler, I would hand someone a lollipop and see how they handle it to oh. see what kind of person they are. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah I, I'm a biter. Mm-hmm. What are you? Liquor. You're a liquor. Yeah. I take, I, I keep the edges <laughs> tight. I keep the cone smooth. It's very important to me that the ice cream around the sides mm-hmm. is all even and of the same smoothness and length all the way around and that it it equally distributes until it disappears oh so when you eat an ice cream sandwich do you like lick the groove yes. around and then eat around in a circle and then lick the 
like, are, do you lick and bite and lick and bite? Do you want to hear my processes and I then do. you share yours? I truly do. Okay. So for an ice cream sandwich, <laughs> I lick around, 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 around until it's all even, mm-hmm. until my tongue can't reach the uh, the licks anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I peel off half, like uh, uh, the top cookie. Mm-hmm. By then it's pretty mush. And so I take half of it off and I eat that cookie. And then I use my teeth and eat that half of the filling of ice cream and then i eat the bottom half of that cookie and then i do the whole process again on the second half weird was that described well enough that you could see it or was it insane it was kind of insane okay i'm just gonna have to see i lick around the i lick around until i can't lick no more round 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 i look around i look around (laughs) i'm a biter I'm a fucking cruncher and a biter. These tiny cones have a magic shell coating. So I crunch into that and then I bite into all the ice cream and then I bite the cone and I crunch and crunch and crunch and crunch. And then the very bottom has some chocolate in it and I crunch that too. Ooh, that sounds good. Crunch it all. (laughs) Yeah, no licking. No licking. All bites. (laughs) (laughs) Licking and bites. Yep. That's why we're fucking perfect to, you know, hang out. And like anytime that something needs licking, it's all you. Give me the licking. <laughs> and I'll take sure. the bites. It's so, yeah, man, I think I drive people nuts if they watch me eat ice cream. Sure. To I, be honest. I have clearly never watched you because I would have smacked your hand and been like, <laughs> what are you doing? Take a fucking bite of that bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking bite the ice cream. Oh, you're a fucking girl. <laughs> God. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, buds of the week. Oh yeah. Let's do buds of the week. Okay. So what do we, what would we like from folks if people want to share their movies Oh. and how they eat their ice cream? How do you eat your ice cream? I want to know. Yeah. Well, and there's two, two different, there's cones and then there's sandwiches. Right. Well, I feel like the sandwich doesn't have as many variables to it. I think I'm just a maniac. Oh, some, I feel like some people take the top off and then eat part of the ice cream and then put the top back on and then eat the whole thing. <gasps> I feel like I've seen this. That's crazy. I Ooh, know. now you make me want to break one in half and eat yeah. it as like a short stack. Oh, that's fucking Wouldn't nuts. that be fun? Yeah. Damn, there is a lot of variables out There's here. There's totally fucking weirdness to do. Yeah, you can eat a cone. You could start with the like the end of the cone and eat the ice cream last. Which would be crazy, but there's someone that's out there the who does it. That's yeah. the killer. That's the killer. That's the killer. If I was in the FBI and there's a lineup, I'm giving each of them a cone and the person who eats from the fucking butt first. That's your that's yeah, your killer. That's the fucking killer. Hell yes. Uh, okay, Buds of the Week? Yeah, let's do Buds of the Week. You okay. want to go first or second? I'll go first. Buds of the Week. My Bud of the Week is Bobby Tortilla, 666 Tortilla. Bobby and I met when um, I was interviewing a band that he worked with called Acid Drop. Um, no, sorry, that's their um, the what they do album. No, yeah, that's what they do, and that was their album name. They're called uh, Fuck the Shine. No, Fuck Shrine. Shrine. I have a T-shirt in my that I wear all the time that he gave me. I did this really badly. Sorry, Bobby. Anyway, Bobby is fucking awesome, uh, fucking amazing. Like works at a dispensary here in LA. Just great, like in the scene, making music, hanging out with cool people who make music, and also doing cool weed shit and he just sent a video over with the that Fleetwood Mac you know song the, that the cranberry means. skateboard yeah the yeah. dream song and he was riding maybe a motorcycle or something with a big fucking cola of weed over his shoulder oh and shit. it was so great and just so good to see him looking so chill and happy so he's awesome and he's such a fun follow he's at 666 tortilla on instagram <laughs> Perfect for halloween yeah he's the best he's the greatest he's like also just the nicest and the most fun Good butt of the week. Mm-hmm. My butt of the week this week is a friend of the show. She was on like maybe even a, two years ago. Oh. Haley. 
Whoa. Is my butt of the week this week at she can help you is her Instagram. She can help you. And it's because Haley, as we both know, just achieved and earned a really amazing title. She won a contest with Wisp. I don't know if um, you know what Wisp's snacks are with those little cheeses. They're like Parmesan and cheddar rounds. Yeah. So there was a huge contest across all social media where they were looking for their new CEO, cheese executive officer. And Haley put together a great video and essay. And she was on Guy's Grocery Games at a certain time, too. That's when she was on the pod. But anyway, Haley won the Wisp contest. And now she's their chief or cheese executive officer. <laughs> and it's so fucking fun. So follow her at She Can Help You. And uh, I just want to celebrate her accomplishment. Yeah, she's so fun. She does such cool stuff. And yeah, she was a guest on the pod. Go back and check that out with Haley Field. Yeah, yeah, she dope. Yeah. She very dope. These are good buds of the week this week. They sure are. Oh, uh, anything else, Mary Jane? Um, not from me. I mean, I just want to hear what everyone uh, recommends for scary movies. And also maybe not scary movies. I just need some good recommendations to watch while I'm pleasantly baked eating tiny ice cream cones instead of watching SVU all the time because, you know, things to fall asleep to even. I just need recommendations. I've like worked my way through my Netflix queue. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's How about good. you? Uh, now that I'm great. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, um, check us out uh, on Instagram at Weed and Grub. Uh, email us at wg at weed and grub dot com. Send us stories. Send us whisk pics. Send Please. us, uh, you know, all the things. Although I will say that Parma Johnny um, sent us a picture of his new uh, espresso set because we were talking about espresso. Oh yes. And. And I'm so I'm not great because I did like how those tiny cups looked, and I want to hold a tiny cup to and a tiny ice cream cone hand in hand. So it's, that's pretty cool. That's yes, good shout out. That's a perfectly like hung four cups over four perfect saucers with a perfect pour of espresso into you know, and the lighting is great. This actually looks like a stock photo. Do you think he's pulling the wool? I don't know. Parmigiani, are you pulling the wool over? I feel like he might have just grabbed this off a Westdown website here. (laughs) No, it looks amazing. I want to be there for this like perfect morning pour. Man, you get up early. That sunlight is, that's like 6 a.m. sunlight. Or. Yeah, or it's like 5 p.m. Late in the day coffee. Maybe. Hmm. Great lighting. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. This is a fun up, Mary Jane. Yeah, I had a great time. It's good to see you, Mike. Great to see you, too. Hope everyone out there is having a wonderful day. Um, Follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram if you'd like. Oh, Bobo. Oh, Now you yell in. Spooky cat. Yep. Hi. You want some CBD? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did you want to do that callback? Was it time to wrap this up? Yeah, he came in to get some CBD. Yeah, he's like, let's fucking wrap it Mm -hmm. up, boys. Um, That's it. That's it. Oh, give us five stars. Thank oh, you. Please. A bunch of people just recently clicked five stars yes. for us on iTunes, which is a great feeling. goes such a long way. Thank you for the reviews. And Bobo, got That's you. It. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.